0: Welcome to Into the Deep, a podcast by Gosford Parish, the Shrine of St. John Paul II. Join us each week as we dive deeper into the upcoming Sunday's Gospel readings and explore the things Christ is doing in our hearts and in yours. Whether you're new to the faith or have been following Jesus for a long time, you are most welcome here. In the words of St. John Paul II, do not be afraid, do not be satisfied with mediocrity, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's episode of Into the Deep. My name is Jamie, as always. I am joining you from Gosford Parish and I'm actually pre-recording this episode. So while you're listening to this, I will be on my way back from World Youth Day. So very exciting Um, and I'm very excited to dive into this week's gospel with you this week because it's one of my favourite, favourite gospel stories. So perfect way to finish off week of work before jumping into jumping onto the plane just going to Europe Uh, but thank you for joining me and the next episode you hear will actually be Father Greg and I so if you're sick of me don't worry he'll he'll be back with us next week but let's not hold you up let's dive straight into this week's gospel the holy gospel according to Matthew Jesus walks on the water Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But he noticed the strong wind and became frightened and began to sink, crying out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God, the Gospel of the Lord. Wow, I just, I love, I love this story so much. And I think it was Kelly and I were actually talking about it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, and particularly about the Chosen episode where they depict this scene and if you haven't watched The Chosen I highly recommend the whole thing but even just go on YouTube and have a look at this scene because wow like I think it's one thing to read it and the more I read this the more things that always there's something new that stands out to me something new for me to contemplate and something new to bring to prayer but yeah I, I think reading this gospel really reveals to us our hearts and also Jesus's heart for us because the way that he interacts with the disciples, the way that he interacts with Peter, it really, I'm just like, I just, I love Jesus so much. And you know, here he is and he is walking on water, which is so cool. And of course the disciples are so scared because they're like, who is this guy? And I actually wanted to read to you a little reflection that I saw on Instagram um, a couple of months ago and I screenshotted it. And then when I realized this was the gospel, I was like, oh, praise the Lord, perfect timing. But this guy that I follow on Instagram writes really beautiful reflections on the gospel. His name is Ian Simkins, if you're interested. Um, and this is him reflecting on one particular moment in that gospel where, where the disciples are terrified And Jesus turns to them and says, it is I. And so this is what he wrote. When the disciples saw Jesus walking on the water towards them, they were terrified, understandably. But what Jesus says to them is astounding. He says, ego imi, which I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher. Which is translated here as, it is I. Truthfully, a better translation would actually be the words, I am. While it may not be clear to us, those hearing those words, I am, would have likely known immediately what was really being communicated. I am was the name that God gave to Moses when he asked God who he should tell Pharaoh that had sent him. Tell them I am has sent you, which is an exodus. At first glance, this may just seem like God has poor grammar, but I believe what is being conveyed is deeply profound. He's not merely saying I am, but rather I always am. There has never been a time that I was not. I do not merely exist. I am existence. I do not merely live. I am life. So for Jesus to invoke this name would have been scandalizing enough. But what he does next is just as astonishing. Jesus says, do not fear. And then climbs into the boat. In the Hebrew scriptures, almost every time God reveals himself, it was followed by the instruction, step back. But Jesus, God in human flesh, in power and authority, invites his pupils to cast their fear aside and then gets in the boat with them. For me, this is such a beautiful reminder that even when the storms rage and we are left feeling as if everything is unraveling before us, Jesus comes both in authority, in affection, power and proximity. He is both infinite and intimate. And instead of merely telling us not to fear, he gives us courage and then climbs into the boat of our circumstances with us. Like, wow, how beautiful is that? I love that line that God is both infinite, you know, he is so, so big and we are so, so small and yet he is intimate with us. You know, Jesus is God with us. When we call Jesus Emmanuel, that means God with us. God came down to be with us. He entered into our humanity. And so we see here this, this absolute demonstration to the disciples. No, I am God. You know, I am fully God and fully man. And yet we see that Jesus, you know, fully divine, yet he he gets in the boat. He enters into the life with the disciples, their circumstances. And I think reading this again jesus comes both in authority and affection power and proximity you know like that is the heart of who jesus is you know he has the authority of god he is you know the son sent down to die for us fully god fully man and yet he enters into our humanity with us and he reminds the disciples here this is such a big moment you know this is him saying i am i am the great i am The power and authority that Moses was given through God, not because Moses was worthy of it or deserved it or because he was so great, but because God is so great, Jesus is demonstrating that same authority and power here, which I love. There's always something new you can pull out of this. And the other thing that I jumped out to me just then, I don't have this in my notes, but when I was just reading the gospel then was where... We go right back to the start of the gospel for this weekend and we read and after he had dismissed the crowds he went up to the mountain by himself to pray and i read that and i was like wow you know this this actually comes up a lot you know this theme of jesus will proclaim the word he'll be he's on mission he's he's doing his thing he's spreading the love the joy spreading the kingdom of heaven and then he removes himself to pray And it's a really powerful reminder to us. Like if Jesus, if Jesus needed to remove himself to go and pray, how much more do we need to do that in our daily lives? You know, when we're busy, distracted, caught up in like hecticness of life and work and study and friends and family, like whatever. There's always, whoever we are, there's a million things trying to get our attention, pulling us a million different ways. How much more than do we need to remove ourselves from our circumstances and go and pray and so yeah i think that reading that i just thought yeah i need to do that more and i don't know if you are more disciplined than me or holier than me very very likely but i struggle to do that i struggle to remove myself and prioritize god and spend that time with him you know because That is how we are then prepared to go about and live our lives, you know, being able to separate ourselves from the world and spend time with our creator and then come back and be refreshed and renewed. Like that only happens when we're actually spending time with the Lord. You know, he invites us into an intimate relationship with him, but relationships are reciprocal by nature. You know, if you had a friend and you never, every time they called you, you never picked up, they would text you, you don't reply. You make plans and then you cancel them because you've got like something else more important to do. It wouldn't really be a very fruitful or beautiful friendship by the end of it. But often that's how we treat God. You know, he's always calling, he's always pursuing us, he's always chasing after us and loving us and desiring to be a relationship with us. He's constantly pursuing us and yet we can not text him back, if you will, to continue the metaphor. We we don't spend the time with him. We We expect a lot from God often, you know, we can turn to him when we're upset, we can thank him for blessings, but like, are we actually spending day to day life with him? Because that's what he invites us to do. You know, Jesus gets in our boat, he's trying to get in there and often we're not spending the time that that takes to actually allow him to enter into fully our lives. You know, he's called to be in our minds, in our hearts, in our hands, like he's called to live our life. In relationship with us. That is what he desires. That's what we're called to do. And so it's really important, I think, to reflect on how we can do that better. You know, are we taking the time aside to just be with the Lord? Are we prioritizing that above everything else? And the third thing that really jumped out to me when I was praying with the scripture in preparation for this episode, which I actually already spoke about with Kelly, is. You know, we know, oh, Simon, he, he started sinking. He didn't walk on the water. And then Jesus pulled him up, gave him the faith. But when you actually read the, the scripture, you hear, so Peter got out of the boat and started walking on the water and came towards Jesus. So Peter started walking on the water. So Peter was walking on the water. He actually was walking on water. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And that lied, but when he noticed the strong wind, and I think a lot of us can probably relate to this, that wherever we're at in our faith, we we encounter the love of Christ. We're filled with this like love, passion, this desire to spread it to everyone, to tell anyone who would listen. And then the first strong winds come, you know, we go through a struggle in life, we Kelly spoke really beautifully about, you know, her beautiful experience at World you Day and then coming home to like a lot of problems and messiness and hard things to go through. And so in those times we have the opportunity, you know, we are, we're walking on the water, we're walking towards Jesus and then we notice the strong wind and it makes us doubt, you know, the circumstances of our lives, the hard things we go through can make us doubt. They make us doubt our faith make us doubt if jesus is actually there if he's actually asking us to walk towards him if he's got his eyes locked on us the way that he does and then i love what comes after that though because jesus immediately reached out his head and caught him saying to him why did you doubt jesus immediately reached out his head all all peter had to do was say lord save me and sometimes we make that really complicated we think oh I'm doubting. I have these doubts about the faith. I have these questions. I have these things I'm not too sure about. So um I guess I can't go to Jesus until I've got that, that stuff figured out. Instead of actually just spending time with him. The more we doubt, the more time we need to spend in prayer, in relationship with him, spending that quality time because when we sometimes that's all we have. You know, there's been times in my life where I felt really overwhelmed, helpless, like out of control, anxious, afraid. All of the things that I'm sure all of us have experienced. And often in those times when I've just gone like, "Oh Lord, save me, <laughs> Jesus, I need you to do something for me here because I can't do it myself. And we see, you know, his response to Peter, he immediately reaches out his hand and helps him. It's not that Jesus is like, well, too bad. Your, your faith, your faith got a little bit hard to hold on to. You doubted, And so you just get sick. That's not what happens. You know, Jesus pulls him back up. And so I think not to be afraid of that, like God can handle our doubts, our questions, our, our fears, our everything. You know, he's God, like he is the infinite, like we were talking about before. And yet he's also intimate with us. And so I think understanding that, that like God can handle our emotions, our hearts, our questions, and then giving, actually giving them to him, not just holding them on thinking we need to figure it out for ourselves like that is the path I think to holiness that is the path to being a disciple and I think it's just such a beautiful image like you know this I really I've already said it twice I think but really you to go watch this this scene of the chosen because I was like bawling my eyes out <laughs> and I think knowing like that is the heart that Jesus has for us like he gets in the boat with us you know he spends time with us he desires to be part of our whole life not just this perfect version of ourselves that sits in church on sunday or like prays the rosary every night or whatever like yes that stuff is so beautiful the, the heart of our faith and so important but jesus desires to get in our boat with us like to get through all the stuff together you know we're not doing things alone for the glory of god yes we should do everything for the glory of god but we should do things with god also you know like just like jesus he He would do the the work that he was sent to do. He would proclaim the gospel. He would share the good news. He would do the the calling that he had placed on him. And then he would spend time in prayer. And I think that's that's the heart of today's gospel. Like Jesus wants to enter into life with us. He wants to have this relationship with us. And I'm going to read the last few bits of that reflection one more time, just because I think like, I just love it. And it's so beautiful. In the Hebrew scriptures, almost every time God reveals himself, it was followed by the instruction to step back. But Jesus, God in human flesh, in power and authority, invites his pupils to cast their fears aside and then get in the boat with them. This is such a beautiful reminder that even when the storms rage and we are left feeling as if everything is unraveling before us, Jesus comes both in authority and affection, power and proximity. He is both infinite and intimate. And instead of just telling us not to fear, he gives us courage and then climbs into the boat of our circumstances with us. That is the Jesus that we love. That is the Jesus we worship. One who is with us. Emmanuel, God with us. And so together, let's just finish off off this time together in prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving Father, As we meditate on the scripture verse of Jesus walking on the water, we come before you with awe and wonder. In Matthew, we see your son's miraculous powers and his unwavering presence in our lives. Lord Jesus, like the disciples in the stormy sea, we may face turbulent waters and uncertainties. In those moments of fear and doubt, when we find solace in your reassuring words, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Help us trust in your loving guidance knowing that you are always with us, even in the midst of life's challenges. Just as Peter stepped out of the boat to walk toward you, grant us the courage to step out in faith when you call us. Strengthen our trust in you, knowing that with your hand to steady us, we can overcome any trial that comes our way. Holy Spirit, help us to deepen our faith and reliance on you. May we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith knowing that he alone can calm our fears and lead us to the safe harbour of your love. We thank you, Lord, for the lesson of your walking on water, reminding us of your divine power and unending care. May this experience of your presence in our lives inspire us to follow you faithfully and to be bold witnesses of your love and grace to the world. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Saviour, we pray. Amen. St. John Paul II, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. I I love this gospel as I have said a lot in this episode. Um, but I really encourage you to like sit with this scripture over the weekend. Like, let it, let Jesus tell you something through it. Let the Holy Spirit work in your heart through these these beautiful words in Matthew. And yeah, we will be praying for you and very excited to be back in your ears next week with the one and only father greg so stay tuned and god bless